So Dramatic would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we have recorded this podcast, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to elders past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. What up, Drama Army? Welcome to So Dramatic. Welcome to episode two for today. Today's bonus, So Scandalous Breakout. If you haven't already listened to today's first episode, episode 218, make sure you go back and listen to that now. Listen to that first as this is part two of today's tea spilling. There was just so much block drama going on this week, so much to get to the bottom two, so much happened, so much tea that needed to be spilled that it needed an entire episode of its own. And guys, you know when I do this that it means that the tea is boiling hot, so buckle up. Coming up today, Sharon and Uncle's builders hit back at claims they stole from them as former block contestants also rushed to their defense the truth about the under the table deals sharon and uncle's builders also speak exclusively to so dramatic about all of the drama in house three and they address claims that they didn't finish the build behind the scenes block secrets revealed what was really going on in house three and more producer tricks exposed and why production turned on sharon and uncle plus lots more so much drama so little time let's get into the show this is Bad behavior. Everybody calm down. It's a case for the FBI. So scandalous. Detective Megapus back on the case again this week. Getting to the bottom of all of this messy, messy block drama that has been going down over the past week. So this year, the block has been bogged down by scandal after scandal, from cheating contestants to claims of inadequate site conditions. Then two weeks ago in episode 215, we dropped another huge bombshell on this podcast that Sharon and Uncle's builders had ripped them off and stolen from them during filming, allegedly. Now, this is what the source said to us at the time. Sharon and Uncle were getting ripped off by their builders throughout the whole show. It ended up getting so bad that they had to go to production for help. They fucked them over big time, ripped them off and stole from them. They also let them down right at the end and didn't finish their build. It will all come out on the show. Then last week in episode 216, their chippy Scotty got in touch with So Dramatic to rubbish the claims as completely untrue. He also made the bombshell allegation that Sharon and Uncle didn't pay many tradies for their work and that they had many issues with the couples during filming. Then last week, as promised, all of this drama played out on air. However, it wasn't all as it seemed because Sharon and Uncle's builders have hit back at the claims, denying that they ever stole from them. So on the show, we saw Sharon and Uncle confront their chippy Scotty and builder Liam after two extra basins went missing, as well as an additional set of tiles that were also reportedly ordered on their Beaumont Tiles account. Now this week, there have been even more developments and drama. So Chippy Scotty posted a photo of his abandoned tool belt on the show, slamming the storyline that he and his team were nowhere to be found. He wrote, I didn't realize that trades were supposed to be chained to site and unable to go and have a lunch break. This day was particularly funny because we actually passed Keith in the driveway heading out to get some lunch 10 minutes up the road in Gisborne. So what better time to stitch the tradies up for daring to have lunch? At this stage of the day, we knew we would have to be putting in big hours to get the PIR board up and probably wouldn't be knocking off till midnight. 
Also, you can't exactly get Uber Eats where we were. It's a little bit disappointing putting in a 17-hour day and then hearing comments that we are slacking off for taking 30 to 40 minutes to eat some food. I roll emoji, hashtag house three, hashtag drama. Drama indeed. Now, another builder from house three has dished even more details about this claiming that it all came down to those pesky producers up to their dirty tricks again. They explained, we were working long days, sometimes up to 20 hours a day, and now we're not supposed to take a 30-minute break to get lunch. They pick the moments we weren't there, then blow them up to be something bigger. For example, that day in question, Keith saw us in the driveway going on a break for lunch. He knew where we were going. Then he quickly went to the house and called up Sharon and Encore and said, no one is here. It was literally a 30 minute window that we went to get food. We knew we were going to be there super late that night. So we went and got food to eat for lunch, which mind you is also our dinner because there was no food on site and no Uber Eats. We had to actually pre-order food, then go and pick it up as we didn't even have enough time to wait for it there. So we would drive to pick it up and drive back and that was our whole break. God, a 30 minute break for a 20 hour day. I'm pretty sure that wouldn't fly with fair work, just saying. Actually, I'm pretty sure 20 hour work days are actually illegal. Scotty also made another post where he slammed the rumors that he stole from Sharon and Encore. He said, so we have seen them lie and lie often and then they throw out crazy accusations at me the other night. Yes, Sharon agreed to me buying the basins off her the week prior to this as I reduced my hours from Kitchen Week, a total of $400. So it's not like I walked in one day and decided to steal the basins. This was talked about for over a week and the tiles were ordered in case the laundry was coming up as they take three weeks to make and was more of a contingency plan if needed, which is what is done every week on the block as it's so hard to get the materials you want in time and what goes unused gets returned for credits. And then in the very next part is more lying this time to Keith's face. To those saying, why didn't you just walk away? Well, none of this was ever said to my face, obviously, or I wouldn't have hesitated in walking away. Most of what's being said about me is behind my back where they know I don't get to have the same opportunity to voice what actually happened. If I really stole, why would they have not fired me? Do you really think the block wants to have people stealing from their sites? Why would the higher ups not have kicked me off site? It's all been beat up as it seems they wanted to get rid of us for weeks, but continue to string us lazy assholes along to finish the house so they can get their entitled prize money. Also, I think there was like two days in the entire 12 weeks I knocked off before 5 p.m. We did minimum 11 hour days with two hours of driving on top of that 95% of the time. And apparently we aren't allowed a lunch break in that time. Hashtag the blog, hashtag lazy assholes. <laughs> Another builder from House 3 seemingly confirmed what Scotty said and confirmed that under the table deals are a common occurrence on the block. They said tradies shave time off their hours in return for cheap tools or products that contestants no longer need or purchase with their block bucks. Ronnie and Georgia did it last year. It happens all the time. They then went on to confirm that Sharon and Encore did renege on the under the table deals they made. They said it was all cool. The deal was made. But then on camera, Sharon accused us of stealing. It was so bizarre that she went on the attack and reneged. The builders never got their money back and Sharon and Encore kept the products and the tools. Now, following Scotty's post, a number of former block contestants who have worked with him before took to the comments section of the So Dramatic Instagram page to defend him. Andy and Deb from the 2019 and 2020 seasons wrote, That's our chippy. He is honest, hardworking and genuine. They concluded by saying that they hated the stealing storyline. Ronnie and Georgia from the 2017 and 2021 seasons wrote, What the fuck? Okay, so riddle me this. 
How can one season ago, as in last year, you're one of the best builders on the block and now this? I'm sorry, it just doesn't add up. Having worked with Chippy Timber, we can confirm not only is he a bloody hard worker, FYI, it's impossible to build a whole house in 12 weeks if you're not. He's also a meticulous builder with a keen eye for detail and a brilliant team player. Ronnie and Georgia then posted a photo of Scotty on their personal page with this caption. Just a little shout out to Chippy Timber, our good mate and co-builder from last season of The Block. Hate seeing Scotty having a hard time of it this season, which is such a stark contrast to our experience as a team last year. To build a whole house in 12 weeks, you just can't be anything but a hard worker and a team player. As contestants, you stand to make a shitload of cash, which makes the work and distance from family well worthwhile. For the builders, they too put in the long hours and time away from families for you, the contestants and the team. Building is their livelihood and in this industry, reputation is everything. Comments, negative or positive, have impact. That's why we feel compelled to share our amazing experience with Chippy Timber. Scotty, you're an absolute legend, a meticulous builder with a keen eye for detail and an all right sense of humor. Thank you for helping us build winning room after winning room. Thank you for the lifelong memories and friendship we forged. Now, Kirsty and Jesse, also from the 2021 season, backed the couple as well with this statement. They wrote, Our building team were and still are our family. It's crazy to hear a team talk about their trades in this way. Even the one trade we did have that didn't work out due to personal issues he had going on in his life, we took the blame as we didn't want them getting a bad reputation. This is people's livelihoods at the end of the day. Jesse Rayburn from The Block in 2019 also stepped in to defend Scotty. He wrote in the comments section, It is common for trades to be paid in items that the contestants don't use or even do use then sell later. Happened on our season, happens on every season. 100% if you were stealing, the producers and block builders would kick you offside immediately so that doesn't stack up. Getting a hard time for having something to eat is bullshit. Three months of your life you give up seeing family, birthdays, parties, your life goes on hold and you earn less than you would working on a normal job. It's not too much to ask that they too put in the same effort of work. Love your work, Scotty. Scotty then replied saying, thanks mate. Yeah, it's hard as it's not a normal building site. If there is a leftover item, the contestants normally look to sell them to trades or I've even seen camera and mic guys buy stuff to reduce bills. It's happened on the two seasons I've been a part of and probably the other 20 seasons I wasn't. Problem was they weren't even that nice of a basin either. (laughs) I've now got pink concrete ones, which are far nicer. Now, this is where things get interesting because head builder Liam then stepped into the ring, taking to a Facebook group for the block fans. He wrote, house three builder here. Unfortunately, we don't have a massive platform or end of day interviews and end of week as a right of reply or to give context to any situations or lies being spun. In pre-show catch-ups, we were spun a completely different story by Sharon about who they are as people to what we actually saw. As a builder on the show, different to the real world, it is our job to help guide the contestants, assist with the management, and of course, complete the build. Unfortunately, the great work done by all of the trades has been massively overshadowed by the drama. House 3's old original house is huge compared to the others. The first mistake made was the choice of house. The budget was always going to be strained due to the sheer size. It's not really a house for a lazy couple that have never done a physical day of work in their life. Brackets, their words. Budget is an aim at the end of the show. 
They would have to work so much harder than the others just to try and level the financial playing field. This did not happen. Uncor did help with the cleanup, but as shown on TV and said by Unks, rubbish was left in the car for days. I had an apprentice three days a week just cleaning. This is all money that could have been saved. Sharon was almost unapproachable to raise issues with and many things got left unsaid because we knew the reaction we would get. We put forward costings to try to help it, but it was felt by them that there was an endless budget. Scotty and myself and my team are very experienced tradesmen and if one of us isn't on site, doesn't mean work isn't happening. The constant lies about us not being around is a joke. The call from Keith that no one was on site, we saw him in the driveway as we left and said we were grabbing lunch. Really bad timing as the plasterers also had lunch at that time. That day was a 7am to 10pm with a dramatic 30 minute lunch break. Not being from the area, I would leave home at 5am and get home around 9pm on weekdays, obviously any hour of the morning before reveal on Sunday. I never tried to leave early or complained about this. Signing up to the show, I knew this would be the case and we had people helping my beautiful wife with the kids as I was never around. He then continued, even on the last day, my wife went to hospital to have our third child and I went to work instead of staying after tools down. Billy is now a cute, chubby baby. So the truth is we always did massive days and never left Shaz and Unks with known building items still needing to be done. Saturday night, I would always try and help them with how to tackle the tasks, but always fell on deaf ears and no work would consistently be done. Our second master bedroom, Unks went to bed at 9 p.m. and was still in bed when I left at 3.30 a.m., all caulking was done, 90% of sanding and a rough clean. All they had to do was paint and final clean. We got slammed that week by the judges for what was truly an epic room. Seven meters by five meters plus ensuite, bay window and detailed pelmets. This was the theme of the whole show. I have photos and times that show finished plaster walls on a Wednesday, yet no painting happened until Saturday night. As for the latest drama, things being stolen, under the table deals were made only to be reneged on and the items given back, but we lose our arrangement. He continued, these are the main things, but there were endless lies on set and then more once it aired. Even bizarre lies. Sharon told me she won the labeling challenge and gave me a big story about it. Um, house 2-1. Huge previous block experience, trade experience trying to help and guide the inexperienced but wouldn't listen. I have endless stories, lies, photos, videos about all of this. There is so much more. I've never met people like this and I hope I never do again. Some things that happened was like they were trying to derail the show for themselves. I spent days fighting on their behalf to the main builders and producers only to find out that Sharon and Uncle had been given information and they never passed it on to me. He then concluded, the old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Seems that these horses couldn't even be led to the water. In saying all of this, I love the crew, the trades, the challenge. I won't be the scapegoat for your incompetence. Oh my God, scathing. Now, speaking exclusively to So Dramatic, Liam added, promises were made and deals were broken by a couple who continue to show that they are compulsive liars. I never wanted any attention out of this, but after being constantly slammed, I'm happy to answer any questions. A deal was made to keep hourly costs down in the exchange for tools once the show had finished. So afterwards, tools were taken as the deal was made, but the following day, I was accused of stealing them. The tools got returned, but we lost out on unpaid hours. Same with the basins, which aired this week. The discussion had been had, but was reneged on and lied about. The lies were constant and the lack of work by contestants was much worse than you saw on TV, to the point of rushing out of rooms when they hear the camera crew coming up the drive. 
The scary thing is Shaz believes her own lies. It was impossible to have a conversation about anything without Shaz taking offense to it and blowing up. The way she treated sponsors, trades, and crew was atrocious, blatantly rude. We as builders have plenty of experience, yet the inexperienced contestants, their words, would not take anything on board at all. Trying to help those that need it, but take it as how dare you question me. He then added, I would drive there at 6 p.m. at night if they needed me for 30 minutes of work. Jesus, this is explosive. So much different to how we saw it play out on air. It really goes to show that not everything you see on TV is real, guys. Now, if that wasn't enough drama for one day, Liam then leaked these said photos to So Dramatic. We have put them up on our website if you'd like to take a look. The photos show the behind the scenes of House 3. They're also time stamped and show that the build team went over and above for their contestants. Liam said to So Dramatic, The photos show a finished plastered wall which had been sanded on a Wednesday. The time was 7.10pm and the ceiling was half done. The ceiling was finished that night so we worked late, not this 5pm thing that they say. Liam then claimed that Sharon and Uncle had disregarded their builders and the block crew. In an additional photo, a production GoPro used to film the show can be seen ruined after being painted over. He said they spray painted over a GoPro just a complete lack of care for the crew's equipment. Now, I have even more details about all of this drama. Dear God, make it stop. There is honestly more drama in House 3 than there is probably nails in the wall by this stage. Another on-set source has spilled more tea about what really went down in House 3. The source alleges that there was a lot of tension and toxicity in House 3 and duh. They dished, Sharon and Encore and their builders had run-ins every now and then. The builders didn't think their working relationship was that bad at the time until they found out they were saying all of this shit about them behind their backs when the show went to air. They are confused why Sharon and Encore didn't say anything to them at the time because everything could have been easily worked out, but they just bitched behind their backs instead of trying to work things out when it could have been easily solved. The source then went on to explain that Liam, not wanting to do certain things, wasn't because he was lazy, but because he was trying to be realistic. They said, Liam was trying to be realistic with Sharon and Encore about what they could achieve with their skill set, how much work they were willing to put in and their budget. They had the biggest house and the least experience. Some things were just not going to be physically possible in a week. Liam wanted to do things that he knew everyone could finish instead of being too ambitious and not completing rooms. Sharon and Encore also didn't have experience and weren't willing to work hard, so he knew there was no point in trying to do difficult, hard rooms because they just wouldn't be able to complete them. Liam kept asking them to paint walls and they didn't. He would arrive in the mornings to find that nothing had been done overnight after they left for the day. They had four days to paint walls and they still didn't do it until the night before and then still didn't finish. They kept overspending the budget, so he was also trying to keep things simple so that they could finish their house. For example, they spent $60,000 on one room and it still wasn't finished. Jesus Christ, $60,000. I wonder they went over their budget. Now, in regards to the allegations made last episode that the builders didn't finish House 3, the source explained, On the last Saturday, they were nowhere near finished and they had run out of money. Sharon and Encore got cut off from Scotty a few weeks before the end because they went $80,000 over their budget. They were allowed to continue building on a shoestring budget, which all had to be approved by Scott Cam first. So the builders were there until the last day, but nothing was going to be finished as there was way too much to do. They had no budget and expected their builders to work for free towards the end. 
The builders thought, what's the point? They're hating on us. Shit isn't getting done. The builders had also just found out some information that Sharon and Uncle had all along that they didn't share with them. It was in regards to a material shortage. There wasn't enough cladish to finish. Executive producer Julian Cress had told contestants about this week's prior, but Sharon and Uncle never passed the information on to their builders, so they had no idea until the final few days that the material wasn't coming, but all the builders in the other houses knew. So they didn't have the material, so no matter what they did, it was never going to get finished. The builders finished as much as they could in the final week, but they needed more foam strips before weatherboards could go on and there was no more left in the whole of Victoria. That was a material that the big builders of the block were supplying. Liam tried to get them from Scott Cam's house as his house was not being revealed, but they refused to give it to him. They also had issues with their shed cladding as well. Stratco, the shed installers, were required to put in vertical metal studs for the cladding to be secured to, and they only put them in the bottom two bays when they needed to go all the way to the top. So there was nothing for the cladding to be attached to. There was nothing more the builders could do without these things. Liam stayed until the end. He left on the final Saturday after tools down. When he left, the house was not complete. In fact, most of the houses weren't completely finished. Now, according to the source, production weren't willing to help Sharon and Uncle out towards the end or do them any favors because of how the couple had behaved during the show. They said, seems production really came after house three towards the end. Sharon and Uncle had a lot to say about the producers that they then heard on the mics. Production then made things difficult for house three. Sharon had pissed off production from day two and was constantly fighting with producers and by the end they just had enough and so they weren't going to go out of their way to help them. The source then claimed that Sharon and Uncle were constantly bitching about producers on their microphones and production could hear everything they were saying. They said Sharon and Uncle had a lot to say about producers that they then heard on their mics. They talk shit about everyone. Producers, Keith, Dan, Scotty Cam and the other contestants. Producers didn't like what they heard and confronted them about it, but they continued to do it. Liam then told them early on that they needed to rethink their attitude and stop talking shit about people on camera as it would eventually come back to bite them. He said, if you want to talk shit, at least wait till you're demiked in bed. He was worried that production and Keith and Dan would take it out on Sharon and Uncle by punishing their builders, which is what ended up happening. As a result, House 3 got treated pretty badly towards the end. At one point, Sharon badmouthed Keith badly and it got back to him. They blamed him for taking too long to pull the scaffold down, even though he'd stayed back overnight to help them, and then said he was the reason they couldn't finish properly. Obviously, a few choice words added in there. Keith was not very happy and didn't come to the house for about three days. I've never seen him so angry. Yikes. Now, this same source also alleged that the builders from House 3 have been getting badly trolled due to Sharon and Uncle's claims. They said, we are all being trolled on social media bad. A lot of us have anxiety over our treatment during the show from Sharon and Uncle. Mostly Sharon, who would send horrible messages to the builders at all hours of the day and now afterwards from the public. Jesus. You can't help but feel sorry for these builders, can you? I mean, they're giving up their lives. They're not even getting paid that well. And then they get treated like shit. It makes you wonder why they would even go on this show to begin with. Warning. Oh my God. Okay, let, let's focus. That's all the block tea I've got for you drama queens today. Before you go, if you did enjoy this episode, please take one second out of your life to leave a five-star rating. Make sure you also followed and subscribed to our daily show, So Dramatic Daily, which drops piping hot tea every Monday to Friday at 5 p.m. And make sure you're also following us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, 
To keep up to date with the latest throughout the day, we've also got our amazing tea spilling website, sodramaticonline.com. And guys, most importantly, if you have any tips or receipts, please email tips at sodramaticmedia.com. Oh, what a mouthful today has been. I am honestly exhausted from all of this tea spilling. That was a lot. I haven't done a double episode in a long time. I have definitely earned a spicy mug after that. And on that note, I will see you all on Thursday where I've got another international guest joining us on the show. Mark your diaries and set your alarms for that now. It is going to be a very interesting chat, actually. I think you'll all be very surprised about my guest. Goodbye, good riddance, and good luck. Ciao for now. Kind regards. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So dramatic with Megan Pacetto.